Now when they asked the man at the gate, beautiful, that how did he get healed? He said, well, you know, I don't know, but it just happened. I was there and man came along and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I they in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then they took the disciples and apostles into question about it. And they basically said, it's not by our own holiness, it's not by our own might, but it's faith in his name. It's faith in the name that has given this man this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Well, faith hasn't been done away with. Amen? We've got his name here tonight. And we have faith in his name. So if there's a situation that you would like us to speak the name of Jesus over, just go ahead and raise your hand. It might be the area of peace in your life or a physical ailment going on in your life. If you see a hand that's raised tonight, why don't you just put a hand over on the person and let's speak in the name of Jesus. Let's declare in the name of Jesus wholeness and soundness. Thank you, Father, that you make everyone whole and that you cause your grace and your anointing to fall strongly upon them tonight in the name of Jesus. Say with me, I have faith in the name that is above every name. I have faith in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, in my name, the believing ones, what will they do? They'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Faith in his name. Nothing magical about it, but there's something powerful in that name. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for ministering to these, your people tonight, for strengthening them in their hearts, their minds, and their bodies. We thank you that you are the mender, that you are the restorer, Lord. Thank you for turning things around in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Great job, guys. Let's give our musicians a big hand. Now I want to invite you tonight to open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter. And we're going to look at uh, verse 6 tonight. We're going to talk about He is Wonderful. So this is a Christmas message. Praise the Lord. And it's always a great time of year to preach the Word of God, especially along the theme of Christ being born. Amen? Sunday morning we talked about Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that we are prisoners of hope. We have an expectation of great and glorious things. Is that right? Praise the Lord. We were in a prayer meeting yesterday, and we had such a wonderful time. We were dancing in the Spirit and kind of jogging around the sanctuary, you know, just acting kind of Pentecostal. It was a lot of fun, praise the Lord. And, and one of the things that I believe the Spirit of the Lord spoke is this, that the lid is off the pandemic. The lid is off. Now what that means is there's going to be a bursting forth of things that have been lying dormant for a period of time. And that there's going to be uh, breakthroughs and a bursting forth on so many different areas, even within this local church and this local body. A bursting forth in the youth ministry. A bursting, bursting forth in CIA. A bursting forth in the young adults. Just a bursting forth, a breakthrough. He is the God of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. I like that. 
The lid is off. Yes. Amen. And then another person had a word, and we were talking about how that last Sunday we had the best attendance I think we've had since the pandemic. Yes. Now, we weren't quite where we were years ago, but we're, we're coming back. Yes. We're getting strong. Amen. And then this uh, gal had a word from the Lord about what she heard in her spirit more than before. More than before. Is that right? Well, he's the God of mucho, mucho mas. He's the God of much, much more. So I'm expecting more of him. Amen? Less of us and more of him. More of him in our life. Amen? Being filled every day with all of the fullness of God. That's so good. Praise God. But we're going to talk tonight about our wonderful counselor. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born and a son is given. Well, of course, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Amen. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. And the Word of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, dwelt among us. Amen. And notice with me the rest of verse 6. It says, And the government shall be upon His shoulder, and His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now, these names are familiar to us, are they not? Now, there's about 265 names in the Bible for Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. A partial list would be this. The way, the truth, the life, the door, the master, the great high priest, the living bread, the good shepherd, the lamb of God, the light of the word, healer, Christ, teacher, chief cornerstone, advocate, Lord, morning star, alpha and omega. That is the Lord Jesus Christ and all that he is. And all that he does and all that he is able to do is contained in the matchless name, the name which is above every name. Philippians says this, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name, not just a name, but has given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of beings in heaven and beings in earth and beings under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. His name is above every name. Glory to God. And so we're here to exalt His name. Lift up your hands and let's exalt the mighty name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We magnify the name which is above every name. Thank you, Lord, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We run into that name, the name above every name, and we are the safest of the safe. Woo, glory to God. Well, I've done it again. I've already preached myself happy. But I'm telling you, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's wonder in His name. There's healing in His name. There's life in His name. And there is deliverance in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, His name only is the only name whereby men and women can be saved. Whereby men and women can be healed. 
whereby men and women can be delivered from whatever addiction, from whatever holds them down, and whatever holds them in bondage. Oh, thank God we've been given a name. Acts chapter 4.12 says it this way, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no one and no name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Amen. So our text again, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Oh, thank God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Aren't you glad? And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of course, we see here that Isaiah the prophet is prophesying concerning the birth of the Master, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And at Christmas time, we acknowledge his birth. I want us to look a little bit at the announcement of Jesus by the angel Gabriel. His announcement was wonderful. Just think about that. In, in Luke chapter 1, and we'll look at verses uh, 26 to 20, 37, he says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent forth uh, by from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now notice, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. They were espoused. They were engaged. They were planning a wedding. And along comes Gabriel and makes this wonderful announcement in verse 28. And the angel said unto her, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you, and blessed art thou among women. Think about that. First, she was highly favored. Secondly, the Lord was with her. And thirdly, she was blessed. Now, does that not sound familiar for born-again believers? You have favor with God and man. You are highly favored. You are extremely blessed. And we found out Sunday morning that our Emmanuel, God, is with us. He is for us. And he's living on the inside of us. So we see here that she was chosen by God to bring forth the Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so this announcement was wonderful. In verse 29, And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind. Can you imagine? (laughs) What manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. Everyone say, Fear not. Fear not. You know, angels don't come with a message of fear. The angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Woo, glory to God. Aren't you glad that you're in the kingdom of God? I looked at that verse the other day, guys, in Romans fourteen seventeen, where it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. I said it this way. The kingdom of God is not mortgages and payrolls. And exceeding big bills. 
But oh, thank God, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And you are a king's kid in the kingdom of God. We are in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When everything around us is sinking sand, when everything around us is shaken, we are the untouchables, we're the unshakables, because our feet are on the solid rock, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And of this kingdom, there shall be no end. Think about it. What we're doing here tonight is just temporary. Woo, glory to God. We're going to be with each other for eternity. Well, how long is eternity? Eternity is forever. How long is forever? It's eternity. Amen. <laughs> glory to God. We're going to walk up and down the streets of gold singing and shouting the victory. We had a Holy Ghost meeting and staff meeting yesterday. We were dancing. Praise God. We're just warming up for that dance floor in the sky. We're just warming up for that run in the sky. We're just warming up for that worship in the heavenly. And I think we could get excited about that. There's nothing wrong with getting beside yourself a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Now notice, there'll be no end. Verse 34, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Now that's a perfectly legitimate question. <laughs> and so his announcement was wonderful. But how many of you know his conception was also wonderful? Mary was questioning how could this be possible that a virgin could bear a son? And the angel had the answer. And the angel answered in verse 35 and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come on thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing which thou shalt be born shall be called the Son of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. How many of you know all things are possible with our Heavenly Father? All things are possible with the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and overshadow you. Some of you may be wondering, how shall these things happen in my life? Will the same Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary will overshadow you and he will turn impossible situations into possibilities if you'll just trust him, if you'll just believe him, and if you'll just stand on your covenant that you have with God. Amen. The word out overshadow means to cover with a cloud. This is talking about the glory. It's talking about the Shekinah glory of God. When he says the Holy Ghost will overshadow you, he's talking about there's a cloud from heaven that's going to come upon you and you are going to be able to conceive. Amen. One writer said this, This cloud is a visible manifestation of the glory and the presence of God. This means that the same power of God that was with Moses and others in the Old Testament is now going to do a unique work in your life, in the life of Mary. I like to call it Christmas glory. Christmas glory. I'm expecting glorious things this Christmas season. Amen. I'm not just showing up to Sunday morning church to have a Christmas program. We're going to have Christmas glory in this house. Come on, over this section here. We're going to have Christmas glory up in here. The anointing, the power of God is going to come upon us. And it's going to overshadow us. And it's going to shake some things in our life. It's going to turn some things around. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. I'm expecting, you got your expectors out. 
So we're not going to come into church just strolling around and looking like some sort of pimp on the street. No, we're coming in with our expectancies. We're coming in prayed up. We're coming in fired up. We're coming in worded up. We're coming in expecting. Woo! The Holy Ghost to overshadow us. I like it to call it Christmas glory. Think about it. He was born in glory. He lived in glory. He was raised in glory. And one day, he's returning in glory. Verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and in the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For with God, read that with me. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. We've, we've come too far. Hallelujah. We've seen too many good things. Praise the Lord. We ain't seen nothing yet. Verse 38. And Mary said, this is very important. Behold, here I am. I'm right here. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel said, that's all I need. And he departed from her. Here is this simple woman with, from a simple town with a simple, sincere faith. She said, be it unto me. Let us follow her example. Let it be, O God, according to your word, is our proper response for each and every one of us when we've been given a word from heaven. How many of you have been given a word from heaven? I mean, you've got 66 books of them. You see, the sower sows the word. And the word of the Lord is sown in the, the, the heart of man. And that word is spiritual seed. That word cannot be destroyed. The Bible says it is incorruptible. And if you will take his word and nurture his word and water his word and become pregnant with promise. Just become pregnant with the promises of God. Those things shall come forth as sure as the master was born. You will see the goodness of God show up in the land of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you need to get pregnant. Amen. We don't want to mess around. We want to get pregnant with the word of God. Be it unto me. Say it with me. Be it unto me. According to your word. So what we've seen thus far is that his announcement was wonderful. His conception was wonderful. Was not his childhood wonderful? He grew in stature. He grew in wisdom. He grew in favor with God and with man. He was about his father's business even as a child. God was preparing him for great things. Amen. He was wonderful in his ministry. Signs and wonders. Lepers being healed. Blind eyes open. Multitudes being fed. People being raised from the dead. People being encouraged and taught. Glory to God. His ministry was absolutely wonderful. And his ministry continues through you. His ministry continues through me. Because he's the same wonderful God yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. 
And he is moving. He's moving. He's moving. He was wonderful in ministry. He was wonderful in his death when he gave up his life as a ransom for all. Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And on Calvary's cross, he bore the pain, he bore the sin, he bore the disease, he bore the addiction, he bore everything on that cross for you and for me. And in our eyes and in the eyes of the Father, it was wonderful. He was wonderful in his death. But early Sunday morning, I said early Sunday morning, I said early Sunday morning, there was a shaking. There was an earthquake. And the one that they had thought would be dead forever came out of that grave. And he said, oh, hell, I'm alive forevermore. And I've got the keys of hell and death. His resurrection was wonderful. And he's raising you. And he's raising me. We've got, I got resurrection power right now flowing through every fiber of my being. I got resurrection power flowing in my blood. It's flowing in every organ and every tissue of your body. Resurrection power all over us. Amen. Say with me, He is wonderful. (laughs) And thank God there's coming a day where He will be wonderful in coming again. He's coming back soon. He's on his way. Praise God. The angels are wetting their lips, ready to blow the trumpet. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So back to our text. I don't have a long word, but I have an encouraging word for you tonight. How many of you are being encouraged? Being inspired a little bit. The Christmas message is a good message. It needs to be preached. Isaiah 9, 6 again, it says, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's talk just for a few moments tonight about our Wonderful Counselor. Literally, it says this, He is a wonder of a counselor. Hallelujah. And we've been talking about being led by the Spirit for several weeks in a row now in our class on Spirit-led. And this ties in with that. He's our wonderful counselor. He's our paraclete. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the one that has been called alongside to help us. Amen. Amen. Now think about this. The word wonderful means beyond comprehension, beyond this realm in which we live, beyond where we are. This wonderful counselor is the one who helps us and brings us wisdom. Amen. How does he bring us wisdom? How does he help us? He does so in a couple of ways. He does so by his presence. And secondly, he does so by his words. That's a perfect picture of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, our wonderful counselor, is active in your life by the Holy Ghost. And I dare say that he gives us direction. He gives us wisdom. And sometimes he brings correction. Anybody been corrected by your wonderful counselor? I see several hands. I'll put both of my hands up. Well, we've all been corrected by a wonderful counselor, but it's not to put us down. It's to help us. 
It's to produce separateness. It's to to produce holiness in our life. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. So he helps us by his word, and he helps us by his presence. There's wisdom in his name. As your wonderful counselor, think about this, he's always available. As your wonderful counselor, he will give you his undivided attention. As your wonderful counselor, he will comfort you. Anybody ever been comforted by him? As your wonderful counselor, he guides you and shows you the right way. One of the main things that I get really thrilled about, my wonderful counselor, is this. He helps me to see when I'm not seen. He helps us to see those things that we need to see. That's why we pray continuously. The eyes of our understanding would be what? Flooded with light. The wonderful counselor shines light on the darkness in our life. How many of you know he's smarter than you? He sure enough knows a whole lot more than we do. Isaiah put it this way. He said, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts are higher. He sees things from a different vantage point when we can't see it. Oh yeah, we've been raised up together and made to sit together in Christ Jesus. But most Christians don't live with that thought in their head and in their mind. So we need help from the Holy Spirit to help us to see what we don't see. To help us to know what we don't know. So he shows us and he shares with us. I like this verse in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. He says, call unto me and I'll put you on hold. I mean, have you ever called a place of business and they go through about three minutes of who they are and, you know, all that kind of stuff? And by the way, if you need to talk to somebody, call back next Tuesday. He doesn't put us on hold for three weeks. Hallelujah. I'm glad of that. He said, call unto me and what will I do? I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. I'll show you those hidden things that have been hidden from you. Look at the amplified version of that if you wouldn't mind bringing that up. And we'll look at it in the message in a moment. In the amplified version. I want you to read that with me if you would please. Ready? Read. Call to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize and have knowledge of and understand. In other words, when we call unto him, those things which are hidden, those things which, if you will, have been fenced in, will be open to you. But our requirement is to call to him. These things just don't happen by happenstance. These things don't fall on us like ripe cherries off of a tree. We are required to call upon Him. We are are required to draw near to Him and get into close proximity to Him so that we can hear what He's saying. Amen? Amen? Call unto me. Now notice the message translation of this verse. The message translation says it this way. He says, Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wonderful things. What kind of things? Wonderful things things that you could, 
that you could never figure out on your own. So whatever your situation might be, whatever limited insight you may have, the presence of your wonderful counselor will cause you to hear and cause you to make it through and give you the answers that you need just for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Spirit is the perfect, up-close personification of our wonderful counselor. Everyone stand up and when the musicians would come. Praise the Lord. I told you I didn't have a long word, but it was a good one. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Raise a hand toward heaven and say, you are wonderful. You are wonderful. Wonderful in my life. Oh, glory to God. I think we ought to just praise him a little bit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Let's say it together. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth. It endures forever. One more time. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. When I think of that word, word mercy, I automatically think of, of Psalms 145. It says his tender mercies are over all of his works. Isn't that good? Now, what does that mean? That there's mercy for all of us in every area of our life. If you've blown it, if you've missed it, don't be so hard on yourself. Just repent and throw yourself over on the mercy of God. Woo, glory to God. His mercy endures. His mercy will hold you up. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for his great mercy.